You know, we've explained before the difference between a disciple and an apostle is the word disciple, uh, they both go back to the Greek. Disciple means to learn, a learner. So it's kind of like somebody in training. When you go to your job, they first give you a series of training courses and you stay at the home office and you're getting trained. You're like a disciple, you're learning. Then after you're ready, you are sent out. You would then become an apostle. It's kind of like an athlete. When they first come to the team, they practice, practice. They're learning. They're a disciple. Then comes game time, and they're sent out onto the field. So <clears throat> we see this in what our Lord is doing here. He's sending out the apostles. Well, I should say the 72 disciples. Now, it says that the harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. I want to make one comment before I finish talking about Luke, and that is your support for us as a Marian helper. You know, there are a million choices you have when to support a charity. There are charities that do great work for the environment, for social justice, and many charities for the church. But a charity that actually is the church, such as ones with nuns or priests and brothers such as ourselves, have a special calling. And if God has brought you to support, there are many great communities out there. On the women's side, you've got the Ann Arbor Dominicans, the Nashville Dominicans. On the men's side, you've got the Fathers of Mercy, you've got the FPOs, you've got just so many good choices. So God bless you for whoever God puts on your heart if you are supporting that ministry of any particular group. But one thing I would like to say, based on our Lord's words right here, that the harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. I think one of the reasons to me that is clear of why the divine mercy message and devotion is so important to God is that we would not be getting these vocations. Brother Ben is just one example to my right. We have so many men coming to the Marian Fathers, studying, learning, going to seminary. You just saw a beautiful one in Tyler get ordained. The next one coming up is Deacon Matthew in December. These are prime, just most beautiful souls that God would not be bringing to us if we were not doing an authentic message here, that message of divine mercy. You know, it makes sense. If Jesus told St. Faustina that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation, there are other religious communities that haven't had vocations in years. Sadly, one of the ones that used to teach my father, um, my dad says, gee, it's a shame. There's just no vocations in religious life. I'm like, you should look at the Marians. Dad, here. And, 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 and we're, we're bursting at the seams with vocations. In fact, we're, we have meetings trying to find out how we're going to try to build a new monastery because we, we don't have the room. We have Marians come from Ohio and Marians come from D.C. We don't have the room. So we're, we're looking at building a new monastery. How many places do you hear that happening? How many places today in the church can tell you we've run out of room? There's very few. Like I said, the Dominican sisters are some, and there's a few others. But we're bursting, and so we're, we're looking at building a new monastery to be able to house them all. Now, the thing is, if Jesus is going to say that divine mercy is the last hope of salvation, I think he's going to send guys here, and you are part of that. As a Marian helper, 
You are a disciple. You're learning through our talks, through our videos, through our, our online stories, our, our, our Miriam Helper magazine. You're a disciple, but you're also an apostle. God is going to send you out. Now, you might physically be able to go out and help in the world, and that's great if you can, but even if you can't, you become the arms and the feet of Jesus Christ through the Miriam Fathers. You can't go to Vietnam. We do. You can become our hands and feet. You can't go to India. We do. So by supporting our mission, you are supporting the work of Christ. You are an apostle. Or if you physically can't literally get out, you're like Luke. You can be an evangelist. Whenever you hit click and share on our videos, you're an evangelist. Whenever you see one of our, our stories in the Marian Helper magazine, you share it with your son or your daughter, you're an evangelist. So you can be like Luke. And that's who we are talking about here today. Luke is a great example. You know, um, we know him from St. Paul because St. Paul said, Luke is the beloved physician. This is Colossians chapter 4, verse 14. So in our day, um, we, we consider Luke as a doctor, a physician. And it would, just, it would be easy to assume that somebody like a doctor was probably rich. Well, actually, scholars believe that Luke was born a slave. How great that that background that Christ can bring somebody like that. It was not uncommon. Why do we think he was a slave? It was not uncommon for families to educate their slaves. Slavery was totally different, understood then, than we knew it in the European slave trade of the 1600s and 1700s. Um, people say, well, I reject the Bible because it endorses slavery. Slavery was different then. The, the families would educate slaves. Slaves became part of the family, and they would educate them in medicine so that they would have a family physician. So it's believed that Luke, who was actually a slave, was educated by a family to become the family physician. This is amazing. So anyway, he says he was not an eyewitness to Jesus's ministry. So that's why we call him an evangelist, unlike Paul and the 12 apostles we call apostles. But why do you call Paul an apostle? He wasn't one of the 12. He was still an eyewitness. Jesus appeared to him, came to him. But anyway, Luke does say we in Acts of the Apostles. You know, he wrote the Gospel of Luke, and we also believe he wrote the Acts of the Apostles. When he said we, it indicates that he was with Paul. So he learned firsthand from the biggest gun in the church. St. Paul. This is, this is important. So everyone basically abandoned Paul when Paul got his final imprisonment, all right? And Paul said, only Luke is with me. So Luke persevered. Luke contributed over a quarter of the New Testament. Think about that. Over a quarter of the New Testament, more than any other author, even Paul. Luke wrote more than even Paul. Luke was the only writer of the New Testament that was not Jewish. All the writers of the New Testament were Jewish except for Luke. He was a Gentile, writing to Gentile audiences. This is why God can use anybody. This is why he expanded his message. So here's Luke, a Gentile, writing to Gentile audiences. Well, Father, St. Matthew um, wrote to the Gentiles. Yeah, but he was a Jew. He was a Jew writing to the Gentiles. 
Luke was the only Gentile writing to Gentiles. So anyway, listen to what he has in his gospel. Think about this for a minute, why he's so special. Luke has six miracles and 18 parables that are not found anywhere else in the Bible. You know how a lot of stories are shared, like the multiplication of the loaves, Every, each gospel talks about them. Luke has 18 parables that are not mentioned anywhere else. And what do we call Luke's gospel? The gospel of, anybody? Oh, hopefully you're saying this at home, mercy. Luke has the gospel of mercy is shown and especially to the poor. Now, he does get into social justice and things like that, but he's really focused on the poor. He's the one that tells the story of Lazarus and the rich man who ignored him. Who was Lazarus? The poor man. He only in his gospel. And he uses blessed are the poor, not just blessed are the poor in spirit. So he's really making a point that he's talking about the physical poor here in the Beatitudes. And you know, only in Luke's gospel do we hear Mary's Magnificat. This Magnificat is beautiful. We recite it every day. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Well, anyway, she proclaims that God has brought down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly and filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. That's the Magnificat. Talking about the poor. All right, so forgiveness and God's mercy to sinners is his focus. Man, doesn't that sound like what we need today? Only in Luke do we hear the story of the prodigal son called the single greatest short story ever written. That's from Luke. When that prodigal son was welcomed back home, there's a lesson for everybody in there. Only in Luke do we hear the story of the forgiven woman who washed the feet of Jesus. In Luke, Jesus always takes the side of the sinner who wants to return to God's mercy. Praise be to God for that. This is Luke. Luke also has a special connection with the women in Jesus' life. No other gospel talks about the role of women like Luke's did, especially Mary. I just did a talk on the rosary on Saturday. We invite you to come back next Saturday for part two of the rosary. But the entire Hail Mary is in the Gospel of Luke. Where is the Hail Mary? I mean, I got so many comments online. Where is the rosary in the Bible? The entire rosary is in the Bible. All the mysteries, the annunciation, the visitation, the birth of Jesus, the proclamation of the kingdom, the called and called to conversion, the, those are the luminous. But in the, in, in back to Luke, you have the five joyful mysteries, the presentation of the temple, the finding Jesus in the temple. It's all there. And so this, this is very, very important. But anyway, only in Luke do we hear these. The annunciation, as we just mentioned, the visitation, the presentation, the disappearance of Jesus. Those are all the mysteries, all in the Gospel of Luke. So it is Luke that we have to thank for the whole entire rosary. The rosary is the gospel of Luke. It's, and please watch the video I explain. It's not vain, repetitious prayer. We, I, I have those videos online on our YouTube channel if you care to watch them. But anyway, when we see this, the angel comes, hail, full of grace. Who's he talking to? Mary, hail Mary, full of grace. 
He uses the words of Elizabeth, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So when praying the rosary, thank St. Luke because he gave us this. Not physically the beads, but the, the, the mystery in the Gospels. Anyway, to finish, she's often portrayed as painting pictures of Mary. Now, this is not confirmed by any church documents called sacred tradition, which non-Catholics commonly throw to the side. Sacred tradition is very important. Second Thessalonians 2.15, Paul tells us to hold fast to the traditions that he teaches us, both oral and written. Not just written. Well, the Gospels, that's all it is. The Bible's all you need. Yes, that's the written part. But how many relationships do you have where you only accept what somebody puts to you in writing? Your brother or your sister? Do you ever talk to them over the phone? Do you ever talk to them in person? Or do you say to them, I'm sorry, I can't accept you telling me you're going to the store today until you put that down in writing? That's sacred tradition. We hold fast to what is written and what is oral. The Bible itself says not everything's in the Bible. We have oral tradition to tell us. So anyway, tradition says that Luke was a painter and he painted the Black Madonna. We have the Black Madonna right here at the shrine in the back of the church. The Black Madonna is also known as Our Lady of Chestahova, which we talked about the power in the rosary of that painting because it helped in the Battle of Vienna. This is our faith. Because of this tradition, Luke is considered the patron of painters and, as we mentioned, physicians. So if you know a painter or you know a doctor, entrust them to St. Luke. You know, some early writers claim that he was martyred, that he was hanged, hung? I never did understand that. Hanged, hung, uh, from an olive tree. This is the tradition. Others say he lived a long life and was not murdered, but he was not one of the 12 that ran away at the cross, or 11 did, John stayed. Um, so therefore, there's a choice or a chance he maybe was not martyred. Anyway, we know and believe through tradition that he was unmarried, without any children, and died at the age of 84 in Greece. Again, we don't know from definitive, but we have this tradition. You know the four gospel writers that you usually see, like John is the eagle, and what is Luke usually shown as? You know, Mark is the lion, right? What is Luke usually shown as? The ox. Why is Luke usually shown as an ox? because it's the symbol of sacrifice and his gospel highlights Jesus being sacrificed for the world. So Luke was one who loved the poor, who wanted the door to God's kingdom open to all for God's mercy to be given to us, somebody who respected women and saw hope in God's mercy for everyone. So we need St. Luke today as a great example of an evangelist. And as I said, you too, as a Marian helper, can help be an evangelist. God bless you. 
for helping us Marian fathers. And it doesn't matter just financially, through your prayers, through sharing these videos. That doesn't take any money. If you are able, God supports helps in our new monastery, whatever, God bless you. But that's not why we're here. We're here to educate you on the faith so you can know your faith more, so you can love your faith more. That's why we're here. Anytime you share these videos or you pray for us, you're an evangelist. And know for sure that we're praying for you. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.